This is the Retro MMG Show. My name is John. Alongside of me, well, I said this joke way too many for it. It's not really a joke. It's a cr- but I'm across from you. He's across from me. It is Tony. That's me, dude. How we doing, buddy? I'm doing good. It's the weekend. It is the weekend, and that's when we usually do do this. Yeah, I mean, it's much better to do it on a Saturday than you know, than during the week. the week. Yeah. Yeah, we, we all got our lives. We uh, do our thing, and especially now. Like I used to work from six to two thirty. Oh, and that's gross, dude. Dude, that's awesome. I love six to two thirty. Now I'm working seven thirty to five. And I don't even have like set times, so it's like I wake up at four thirty and work until my jobs are done, and it can be two in the afternoon or you know. Five and I'm I could literally be anywhere between home and Indiana or Chicago or anywhere. As long as you get that stuff done during the day, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I got I'm, daylight. That's the only thing. That's my clock. Well, I said that before. I'm in sales now, and I'd imagine pretty soon here I'm going to be bringing my homework, uh, bringing my work home with me. Oh, fancy! Um, you know, they, you know, give me a laptop, and you know, there's a whole thing about you know, you gotta sell in the prime hours. You know, selling. During the day, mm-hmm. but you know, so much of my and what I've realized about sales is like a lot of my time is like entering orders and finding pricing on things. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's a lot of staring in front of the goddamn computer and uh, uh, calling people. I'm on the phone, you know, and all that stuff. Do you wear and, glasses when you're sitting in front of the? Computer? You know, I probably should with the, the whole blue light thing. Is that what you mean? Well, like I I did like a job where I was in front of the computer and uh, for some reason like I went, I can't even remember what made me go to the eye doctor, you know, and, uh, yeah, that was what he gave me glasses for, you know, figured out right away. He's like, you sitting in front of a computer and he said, you know, basically wear these for that type of work and like night driving and really? shit like that. Yeah. I've never, I've never experienced that, but I do, I, w- I can tell you that when I do leave work, because I came from, you know, trades, not looking at a computer at all. Well, right. I, I ran a shop for seven years. So I would be in the, you know, I had a desk, I had an office and all that, and I would have to order stuff, but it was never all day yeah. on the computer, you know, it's, now I'm all day staring at a damn screen, and I, when I, I'm driving home, and I'm like, I, I get double vision, blurred vision, I get all kinds Me too. of weird yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have, I found the glasses like years ago, but obviously I haven't worn them since that job, which has been like, you know, almost 14 years now. Okay. But... At this point, I've literally brought up, like, you know, I'll be trying to play a video game, and I'm, like, getting blurred vision sometimes. You I know? understand. What I think a lot like. of it is, like, your eyes are always open. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, 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 talked about that. we talked about that in the uh, Guitar Hero episode with you. Yeah. Close your eyes, Tony. Too much focusing. <laughs> Blink, you know. motherfucker. <laughs> so I don't know what, what it is, if it's that or, you know, the lack of uh, glasses, but... Uh, but yeah, it, it is different. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm sitting in front of a screen all day, and yeah, I'm, I'm getting blurred and double vision as, as I'm driving home. You know, I, I got a short <laughs> drive, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, on another note, we, uh, you know, Tony and I, we meet on the weekends, and yeah. uh, we don't usually talk during the week. It's not out of a deep-seated animosity and resentment. <laughs> resentment. It's just because we have our lives. <laughs> And but every so often Tony and I get together and we will do something together. And this week we saw the Batman. We're gonna the do a short Batman. review 
of the Batman starring Robert Pattinson and blah, 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 blah. There's All a lot the other of people ones, in there. Yeah. A lot of people in there. So if you are afraid of spoilers, please tune out right now and fast forward a good 15 minutes and you'll get to the topic of today. But for right now, we are going to be talking about the Batman. Uh, Tony and I went and saw it together with my 12-year-old son. Uh, we both enjoy, we, we all enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some more than others. I, I you know, I'll, I'll just start out with what I thought about it, and I was disappointed. I think I was disappointed because of a the length of the movie. It, it, it just dragged on and on. Yes, I, uh, I, B, I can was, agree there. Yeah. It was dark as shit. You know, it's like there's maybe three spots of the sun in the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! You talk about sitting in front of a computer screen when yeah. you leave that theater. You're oh, like, that's funny. I didn't even think you're of like that. a vampire emerging from the coffin. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it, yep. it's like wow. Yeah, dark as hell, and the music. Uh, you know, you, we joked oh, in the yeah, theater about uh, the Darth Vader uh, references, much. and uh, dude, uh, you can't deny. Going well, go, well, going online, <laughs> everyone had that exact, really exact thought. That's yes, hilarious. In fact, someone actually uh, uh, did a mashup of the Imperial March with the yes, dun, dun, yeah, uh, the, with the Batman thing, and it, it meshes perfectly. It was crazy. Yeah, uh, it was. It, I, I can't say whether it's good or bad. It was just you know there, but it just had notes of Star Wars and the uh, Dark. I'm just Vader stunned like Marvel. nobody nobody raised their hand and was like, "This kind of reminds me of something." Right. <laughs> I mean, it was so obvious right away. Mm-hmm. Like immediately, I was like, "Dude, this." <laughs> well, and that's the thing about Batman movies. Every Batman, you know. Every director or whoever scores the movies, they have their own Batman score. You know, Danny right. Elfman and then the guy, whoever. I don't really care who it was because I thought it sucked. Threw him Batman Forever and Returns. Or right. uh, not Returns, uh, <laughs> uh, Batman and Robin. Uh, and then Nolan had his, you know, Batman theme, which mm-hmm. was only two notes. That's famously the two-note Batman theme. Uh, yeah. And then this, it's like, yeah, Star Wars. It's 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 the Imperial March for Batman. Yeah. It's cool. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. But it's just a little bit too on the nose, you know, for uh, Star Wars. Real on the nose, yeah. Um, Colin Farrell as the Penguin was virtually irrecognizable. I mean, I had no idea. I knew going in, but (laughs) I was like, uh, my thing was like, why didn't they just get somebody else? Why did they have? Why did? Why did they have to do this? You know, crazy transformation of of Colin Farrell into the Penguin when they could have just gotten some old white dude (laughs) that kind of looked like a guy. Didn't even have like a. Overabundance of lines and no. it didn't even seem like a real big necessary the... character. Honestly, no. I mean, I, I guess for the parts that they used him for, I guess were were kind of necessary. But he wasn't the character part that you'd think he would be. Right. You think of the Penguin as being a central villain in the movie, and he was kind of really right. not there. He had some cool parts, like he was a big part of one of my favorite movie uh, scenes in the movie was the, the car chase. Yeah. That was really good. That was really awesome. Um, but that, that's about it. You know, that's he was there. It. He was like a. It was almost like it served a henchman role. You and know? I hear they're giving him like a TV show now, like a spinoff, and it's going to be Colin Farrell doing the part. Really? Yeah, I just read about it today. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. It seems. Uh, I'd really rather see sim- him as a. The second I saw it, I was like, "No way." Well, I'd rather see him as a central villain in a movie before he gets his own TV show because, yeah. you know, and I, I think it's kind of generic that he's being offered that because he was such a generic part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, he's the penguin. Totally. Yeah, he's a big star, but yeah, he really was yeah. neither here nor there in the movie. You know, I can see if it's maybe a short run series on like HBO. 
or, or like the Gotham like thing. You know, but I think we talked about the Gotham series. You yeah. know, it's like why give Colin Farrell as the Penguin? Uh, Even his, that his was show. pretty long, to be honest. <laughs> I have no it's idea. Like, get to where the kid turns Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, also, Catwoman. I don't think I heard her be called Catwoman once in that entire movie. No. Uh, until she said the cat and the bat at yeah, the end of the movie the when they're the doing bat. their you know goodbyes and everything. It was a good I didn't really like her uh, her hat, and that was kind of the only tell as far as her being Catwoman was her the ski that, cap yeah, that, that she had. She had a couple little nipples terrible. on the top yeah. of her on the top of her ski yeah. cap, you know. And that was about it. You know, she could have been just a, a generic thief yeah. and not Catwoman, but since we all knew her as Catwoman, she was cast as Selena Kyle, yeah. everyone knew her as Catwoman. So I felt like she was kind of underplayed in in, in her role. And very different than uh you know, the Selena Kyle that you know. Yeah, between Anne Hathaway and, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. yeah. She wasn't like the, you know, there was no there's no real Catwoman references. Yeah, she had a bunch of cats at her apartment or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I like know. cats. That's yeah, pretty I, much what yeah, she says. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like cats. Yeah. Um, uh, I've never really liked that character anyways, so I, I like to have faith in it, you know, I like it go. I like that character, but... I like Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman, yeah. but that needs to be, you know, more fleshed out. You know, if they're going to bring a character as iconic as Catwoman in there, they got to have a good story behind her and, oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of put a forefront. I think that was a big problem with it. There's just way too much in it, you know. Mm-hmm. there, You know, you had your Penguin, your Riddler, and Catwoman, um, and, you know, none of them had, like, the focus on them. It was kind of like a three-hour epic, and, eh, there's this villain, there's that villain, there's that villain. Right. And we can kind of talk about the Riddler now. Which I was excited about Paul Dano because Paul Dano is a really good, really good actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he kind of fills out his roles really well. He's kind of method like Daniel Day Lewis. You know, he kind of gets into really? everything. Yeah. Oh no kidding. Um, but I liked him. I liked the seven kind of film noir detective aspect of Batman trying to you know catch the Riddler. Um, but once they caught the Riddler, and then. He was unmasked. It was like he had an incel army online. You know, he was like, this, yeah. he, he may as well have been the Reddit serial killer, you know? <laughs> I was like, because he didn't do any. He wasn't menacing. He, he was menacing throughout the movie, you know, and, and it was like Saw versus Seven and the Zodiac yeah. Killer. He was like a, a bunch of people mixed into one. It kind of made him scary. But once he was unmasked. Yeah, especially at the beginning, he, he seemed very like, holy cow, this guy is like, ultra crazy very right. saw like you said mm-hmm. you know but yeah then it kind of softened up and then yeah he yeah, turned I, this I giant bubbling you know pussy at yeah the end. <laughs> you know, i was like this is the riddler you know like, like i don't know if there was a statement to be made by the filmmaker about that but i was i was just not happy once he was unmasked and like he just had his army of of reddit killers you know essentially being the end of the movie um also at the end of the movie so what was his goal? You know, he set all the bombs around the, the seawall, right? Right, right. Okay, and yeah. to do what? Flood Gotham City with two yes. feet of water? <laughs> you know, they got water pumps. They can just get that shit back into the bay, you know? <laughs> what the hell? Two feet of water? It's not a giant tsunami. It's like, it's a, a inconvenience. You know what? You just think somebody that's like supposedly as smart yeah. as him would have... Came up with something different. No, he's blowing the levees. Bombs and uh, shit like that. That seems something very like. Right. No one's. Common. What what is the master plan of two feet of water throughout (laughs) Gotham City? You know? Okay. Ruined people's shoes. Yeah, it flooded the Madison Square Garden or the Gotham Square Garden, as they called it, you know? But I I, I wasn't that happy with that. 
Um, I also wasn't happy with the little Joker cameo at the end. Yeah, well, I, I heard was... there's a big deleted scene that... Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I, I read about it today that, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get to see it or, or what not, but I heard it's damn near 20 minutes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just didn't like... I thought it was... I thought it was kind of st- overall. I like I li- I did like the movie. Um, I did. I didn't like the length. I didn't like you know the little things I'm nitpicking right here. But like overall, I liked it. You know. Yeah. Um, th- yeah. But the Joker thing at the end, it was like neither here nor there. I was like, who cares? You know. I, there was no like. <laughs> you know, it didn't make me wait for want to wait for the next movie. You know, I was like, okay, they're bringing Joker. Oh yeah, back, I mean, you know? like if they just stopped with this one, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. But no, they're never gonna stop. You know, they're they're, <laughs> they're never gonna stop. They're gonna I bet, well one one. You know, it's like I always like Scarecrow. You know, as a villain, and yeah. I'm glad that they brought him in the Nolan, uh, that Christopher Nolan brought him in those movies. But I was kind of you know it was lackluster Scarecrow for me. It's like you know he wasn't scary. He he you know we were talking about Batman Arkham Asylum, and I, that that's the kind of Scarecrow I want to see in a Batman yeah, exactly. movie. You know, um, but as far as you know, villains go, who they're going to bring. Like, I want to see a Mr. Freeze in, in, in a Batman movie. See what they... But, like, one that isn't cheesy like right. Arnold did. Exactly. You know, you know I, I want to... Th- I'd like to think that Hollywood can come up with, like, a realistic-type Mr. Freeze version. Yeah, because, you know honestly, I mean? there isn't really, like, super menacing villains other than, like, the couple that he's going to do in, like, two movies. You right. know what I mean? Or maybe a good really... Poison Ivy, you know? Like, you know, whatever, uh, you know? I don't know, Or, <laughs> Hey, I know it's all me, but it's like, if they're bringing, like, you know... The, I can the... see, like, a Bane again, you know? No, you like can't a... see a Bane again, because that's that's way it's way too close to Dark Knight Rises. Well, right, I mean, but that's what I mean. He's only got, like, five villains, you there's, know? You're didn't we talk about Calendar him. Man? Didn't we talk about Calendar Man and... <laughs> And uh, Polka Dot Man and Polka Killer Croc. Man. And uh, there's a little, there's, outside of the joking that I'm doing right now, there's a lot of villains you can bring in. <laughs> like a Mr. Freeze or like expand on the Penguin villain in this movie. And I think that's what they're probably going to do because he had such a, a minuscule role in this movie. I just think there's nothing there with the Penguin. So I, I think there's a lot there. Um, grade the movie and then we'll move on. Oh, man. Uh... Well, I guess I give it like uh, probably a seven or eight out of ten, mostly because I was worried about Robert Pattinson. Um, I tried not to watch too many teasers, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't entirely sure if I was going to see it in theaters. Uh, but he really did, you know, the Batman good in a lot of ways. Um, and especially with the little things like him, you know, like the sunlight kind of bothering him and wearing sunglasses, you know what I mean? Just like stupid little shit where it's kind of like, oh, well, that's cool, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Or him just like walking around in normal clothes sometimes. He can't wear the bat suit everywhere. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, and doing a lot of detective work. And, you know, that's pretty much what. I think a lot of Batman fans wanted to see. So. I would agree. I like I like the focus on the the the, the, the world's greatest detective, yeah. you know, aspect of Batman. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I liked him as Batman. Uh, everyone's kind. You know, that's the whole thing. Who's the new Batman? And everyone wants to talk shit about him. You know, I thought Ben Affleck was a really good Batman. I hate Ben Affleck, but I thought he was good. Yeah. Um, 
I think it was a little too like big as far as like just yeah, I how like he that. looked in the in the bat suit. I liked I mean? that, but that's that's why I liked him because if he's going to beat like the really shit out of everyone, I don't want just... Michael Keaton's physique beating everyone. <laughs> that's right, you brought that up everyone. before. I know Batman's got to be big, and I think if there if I had well then great... that that's definitely a downside in Pattinson then. Yeah. because I remember he when he emo. took it off. Yeah, yeah, they tried showing he muscles. Looked like a he looked skinny like, kid. Like... He looked like Christian Bale in The yeah. Machinist. <laughs> He was like 120 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and on that like, no- he didn't even try to pump up <laughs> right. for this role. <laughs> you know, what did he what did he do? I had a glass of whey protein totally. a few months ago. <laughs> Not every day. I didn't lift any weight. So it looks uh, like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they tried yeah, showing his physique and uh, there was no oh. physique there. He just emaciated and, and like Oh man. He was nice. he was emo Kurt Cobain very um, much. Yeah. Um, and I've said it before and I like Bruce Rain Bruce Wayne. Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I like my Bruce Wayne to be a billionaire playboy, not a reclusive <laughs> shut-in. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's kind of where I, I had a little bit okay. of an issue. Yeah. It's because um, that's definitely the difference. Yeah, exactly. And also, Big time. and the only th- other thing I'll say is, as in Batman, I thought the cape, the way he wore the cape was kind of weird. Like, it came around the front of the suit and, like, like draped off the back. It's kind of short, too, I thought. Yeah, and... Like it needed, like, another... Oh, and the uh, the, the, human, the the flying squirrel thing that he did. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, my God. It wasn't the Batman cave, so... That so wasn't there, very... There was a scene in the movie where Batman, you know, does dive off of a building and, you know, yeah. tries to chase somebody. And we all know Batman has just to open his cape and start flying or whatever, you sure. know. Sure. He dons a flying squirrel outfit, like yeah. the you know the webbed between the, yes. the hands and the legs, yep. and mm-hmm. like he's some X Games. But guy, it was like know? also inflated, so when he lands, it like doesn't hurt as bad, right? You know, I, like I a thought big it was pillow. Right, it was weird. It's it like, was very weird looking. Yeah, I didn't like that part, you know. So yeah, he so landed. He was like, oh no, you know, he was really hurt. You know, he's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't like not him as Bruce Superman, or not very uh, Batman. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. So overall, I liked the movie. I liked him as Batman. I did not like him as Bruce Wayne. I liked him as Batman. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'll just say that I give it about a C plus, like a B minus. I'll say B minus. We'll say right. that it was a good movie. I, would, I, I give numbers. You give letters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Consistency isn't our strong point. So no, yeah, that's where we're at. So yeah. that's our short review of. The new Batman movie that comes yep, out. Enough but said. What we are talking about <laughs> this week is the movie Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yes. Uh, the 1995 movie starring Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson, and Jeremy Irons. Uh, <laughs> Tony, did you watch this movie? Yes, I did. Oh, what do you know? Good thing. We're reviewing it. <laughs> I just, you know, Jeremy Irons is so hilarious. Jeremy's this, uh... Iron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keeps a bottle. Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny to try and do a Jeremy Irons accent and not just slip into Sean Connery. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a young Sean Connery, right? Because yeah. I believe they're both Scottish. I don't know, but let me you know, let me get with the uh, uh, description and all that. And I did, I watch, you know, I will be honest with the audience. I did watch it a couple of weeks ago, and I watched like the first half this morning. So I feel like, I, but I did feel like I was kind of pretty sharp on it. Because yeah. I've seen this movie at least twenty times. This is probably yeah. This my, is your jam. This I, movie. I for love. Sure. I love this movie. I, I think I like it more than the original Die Hard. I yeah. Watched, I mean, when you brought it up to me, like you know, I was kind of like, the, why this one? You know, 
the first and second one are probably what people would think we would do anything on. But then it's been done. Once we started Mm -hmm. talking like about the parts and all that, I was like, okay, now I see why, you know, this is why you picked this one because this is a real good diehard, I think. Okay, so like we'll say, what what were your first impressions about it? Like, were you trying to compare it to the first Die Hard, or were you just like looking at it on its own as like an action movie? Looking at it on its own, I think. Yeah. Because it's really not comparable to the first one. There's nothing about it other than the tie-in Bruce with Willis and the tie-in with <laughs> Jeremy Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Irons. Um, yeah. So you know, this and is then I love the bombs in it. You know, that's always well. That's what I liked about really it. cool the liquid uh, bomb oh. stuff and. Well, we were just talking about, you know, the Riddler, and that's kind of what I got from this movie. Yeah, it was like, you know, there's riddles much. going around there, and there's some psycho Simon you know, says. Setting, setting things off, and mm-hmm. he has an ulterior motive. But Riddler didn't really have an ulterior motive, did he? No, I don't think so. He just wanted to... He was pissed off that Bruce Wayne was a, an orphan that got all the attention, and then uh, Riddler was the orphan that got no attention. Yeah. Uh, again, starting to bring it back to that Batman interview. <laughs> God damn. There, there was some. Big there was a, a not a small part in that that did remind me of like, the Jim Carrey Riddler, where he just yeah. wanted to he's be jealous like of Bruce, Bruce Wayne, right? Very yeah. jealous, you yeah, know. Exactly. And that's really about it. Um, but yeah, back to Die Hard with <laughs> back a Vengeance. To die Hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so yeah, it's a 1995 American action film directed by John McTiernan, based on the screenplay Simon Says by Hensley and the other Carrey's crea- characters created by Roderick Thorpe for his 1979. Novel Nothing Lasts Forever, which the original Die Hard was based off of. Um, Die Hard with a Vengeance is the third film in the Die Hard film series after Die Hard 2. Die Harder. (laughs) And it is followed by Live Free or Die Hard and A Good Day to Die Hard. Did you see any of the last two movies? I did not see Live Free or Die Hard. Uh, uh, And I did not see A Good Day to Die Hard. I bought, like, uh, on digital, I bought... um, you know the entire set, the collection. Yeah, the it was like twenty five bucks for oh, like all of them. So why not? And then, yeah, there was like one or two I hadn't seen, and they're did you like the other ones? on their own? You know, some parts of them for sure, but yeah, okay. Um, I've seen bits and pieces, I believe, of the Live Free or Die Hard. Isn't like Timothy Oliphant, like the. Uh, like his kid or something, right? No, no, that's Justin Long, I think, in one of them. I don't no, know. He's that's how much I've not seen. That's what of I mean. Them. You're, you know, yeah, I'm mixing Fuck. things up. Yeah. yeah, I can't even. <laughs> um, but this movie, yeah, it came out in 1995, a year after uh, Pulp Fiction, which both Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson starred in. Um, a little bit of tie-ins with Pulp Fiction and this movie. Yeah. Um, one I was reading that uh, Lawrence Fishburne was originally offered the role. Uh, Jules Winfield in Pulp Fiction, and he was also offered the role of oh Zeus God. Carver in this movie, and turned them both Thank down. God and Samuel J- Samuel L. Jackson got both of those parts. Yeah, because that's him, man. Like it is, you know. And like, that first part when he goes <laughs> downtown wearing the boards. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's he, just like, "Are you crazy, man?" <laughs> right. You need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. There's going to be one dead white man on, yeah. <laughs> on the streets if you going to keep walking like that. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah, exactly. He was, yeah, I can't imagine Lawrence Fishburne taking his role in Pulp Fiction. No. I can't ex- imagine him Couldn't taking his role in here. Um, so the, the kind of the plot of the movie is that uh, there's a, a, a serial bomber 
leaving riddles for John McClane to find all around the city. And he ends up having an ulterior motive of stealing all the money from the Federal Reserve, Federal Reserve yeah. in New York City and then trying to escape. And he's trying to mask his plot by setting all these riddles up and people thinking he's trying to get revenge for the death of his brother. And um, then, like, well, with the gold that he steals, he is trying to trick again everybody into thinking that he's... He's putting an the, idealist, yeah. No, yeah, that he's dropping all the money in the bottom of the ocean... Really, he's, he's actually stealing, stealing it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. Is it tired? Is it a, is it a tired plot point for them to try and divert what they really want, or is it was this the beginning of that plot point? And yeah. what from what I was reading, like this could have been many different movies. Um, I could see that originally it was a, 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 a um, uh, what's the what's the word um, proposed as a lethal weapon uh, plot. Really? Yes, it was, it was supposed to be a Lethal Weapon movie, no and then uh, it was going to be Speed Two. Oh, you know, should have been the bus movie. You ever seen that? Speed Two? Oh, that is a dump. I've never seen it. I believe it's one of the worst reviewed <laughs> yeah. movies on Rotten Tomatoes. It's on a boat, Jesus. Right, and I didn't see it, and I didn't really care to. Um, Under Siege. It was also compared to this movie. Oh really? Uh, yeah, it's it, you know it's the terrorist takes over something, yeah. or he controls the police, and you know cat and mouse type game, you know, and you, you know you can see that. And this was kind of the height of one of those movies with, you know, a, a terrorist taking over something, and you know you know using the police and the feds as you know little pawns to kind of just you know detract from his original plan, mm-hmm. and then he's going to you know steal a bunch of money, you know. Oh, this is a heist, you know. Yeah, I mean. I'd, it's definitely been played out, uh, especially the whole heist aspect. I love a good heist movie if it's I done mean, well. You know, but this was done well, I think. I like the fact that they kind of like made it like they kind of dragged him out of suspension, and he's all like he's hung over the <laughs> entire, hung over the, the entire, entire movie, time, you know? yeah. just things like that. That you know, I think Bruce is able to pull off pretty good. Yeah, I thought he was really, really good in this in, in this movie. Between, yeah, being hungover and, like, driving through Central Park and then going... Yeah. When, he, when he went through the subway especially, there's one thing I didn't like. You know, when he finds the uh, uh, the bomb on the subway car yeah. and he opens it up and then he just, like, opens it up and runs to the end. Why didn't he close it up and just kind of keep it quiet, you know? Right. Everybody get back. Don't worry about what's going on. <laughs> you know, and he's, like, carrying it, gen- you know, gingerly throughout the, the, the subway cars to try and throw it off the end. Um, I think it was like, just get the fuck get... out, go, yeah. go. You know, he's like, everybody, I'm a cop. Good, you know, calmly and quietly move to the end of the car. Um, I thought it was just to get them as far away from the back of the train because that's where he was going to be with the bomb. Yeah, it was, but I'd, I'd, I'd create a lot more panic than, than he did. Oh, you're saying he should have? Okay, yeah, I just right. started. If I had a, gotcha. a, an Uzi, I'd have started spraying it into the air. <laughs> <laughs> Saying people get the hell out of here, you know. Um, this happened to be the gross, the highest grossing mil- film of 1995, which is surprising because really? you know Batman Forever, the aforementioned uh, podcast that we did on Batman Forever was in 1995. Braveheart was in 1995. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, surprising that this one was the uh, highest grossing film. Uh, Man, it was highly anticipated. Braveheart. Oh my God, that was that was an epic. Mel Gibson could do no wrong, uh, and no, then he, it just. Yeah, crashed he, and burned. Right? He had a few things to say about the Jews. Yeah, and, uh, uh, something. Well, about I think he it. did like what? Did he do like the Patriot after that too? 
He did the Patriot. He did. He did a lot of stuff. So, I, yeah, he was still doing pretty good in that point. But, but I was shocked that it was the highest growing grossing film with yeah. Braveheart and Batman Forever. No kidding. Uh, Sean Connery, which we talked about, was the first choice for uh, Simon. Yeah. Uh huh. And Too what do you know, man? Two Scottish dudes. <laughs> Two Scottish dudes. But you know what he did in lieu of this, The Rock. The Rock. Mm-hmm. Which is a n- movie. We are definitely going to talk Nikolai about Nikolai Cage. Nikolai, <laughs> Nikolai Cage. <laughs> Nikolai Coppola. <laughs> uh-huh. I just started watching uh, Matchstick Ben. Have you ever seen that with I think Nicolas I, Cage? I think I saw it once with a Bruce good, Willis. Man. And, and, uh, he, he, he like... Uh, um, they're a couple of con artists, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he's like doesn't like the outside. He's got all these twitches and glitches. and. I think I saw that once when crazy. it first came out in like yeah. 2003 or whatever it was. It had my wife's like interest, so movies rarely do. So mm. when she's able to sit and watch, <laughs> I know like I picked a good movie. <laughs> right, there you go. Um, a lot of German was spoke throughout this movie. Um, from what I was reading, it was all gibberish. Yeah, they were just throwing out words. <laughs> you know, really? Just, yeah. I'm sure all the German people watching and like, what the <laughs> hell are they talking what's about? Helgen? What's in the Helgen? Exactly. Uh, John McTiernan uh, directed this movie, who directed the first one. He did not direct the second one, but uh, they brought him back for Die Hard with a Vengeance, and I thought he did a really good job. I felt like this one and uh, the the original had a good, you know, kind of the same feeling or the same, you know, cinematography, the shots. They had those lot of, like, uh, uh, I forget what the name of the shot is, like the 360 shot around the person. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, I thought it was shot really well. I thought the director did a really good job. And plus, they had the uh, the guy from Dances with Wolves in there, the one cop. Oh, Graham <laughs> Green. Graham Green. <laughs> I he, love when he's in anything. I'm he was in like, Maverick. Oh. He was in Maverick as the uh, the Indian who uh, Mel Gibson tries yeah. to uh, 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 swindle the Russian from. You know, uh, I've like, never oh, seen Maverick. You've never seen Maverick, dude. I think there was a 1995 movie also, really? Maverick, with uh, Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster, and James Garner. Really, really good movie. I just remember seeing the cover and being like, nah. Really good movie, man. <laughs> you got to see it. I, I, it. It was one of my favorite movies from the 90s. Maybe Melly we can do Gib- that. I know Melly Gibbs is in it, but yeah, it's a really good movie. I turn away from. There's a lot of uh, swindling and uh, liars in that movie. So uh, Swindling and liars. Uh, uh, I'll check it out. I'll check, check it out, out, man. I'm not kidding. It's a good one. Um, <laughs> Bruce Willis is in a tank, uh, a wife beater, a day goatee, whatever you want to call Could it. Could not be more dirty in this movie. No, he was dirty the entire movie, yeah. He was. <laughs> but I will say. It was like he fell in a grease trap, like in the first. <laughs> <laughs> well, he started out with a short sleeve shirt, you know, a short sleeve uh, buttoned up collared shirt. Yeah. Uh, he loses it in the explosion, um, but as one would, but, uh. Just a minor explosion. I'd like to know where that scar came from on his uh, on his shoulder. His shoulder. You know? That yeah. is definitely shoulder uh, surgery before. It looks like they came in with the cameras and stuff like they do now. Okay. So that's like an actual like you have to slice your shoulder open to. It looks like you surgery. got slashed with a machete. Yeah. You know. I have like partial up here. I have like a huge scar here on the top of my shoulder. Right, so his was just like had to have been really bad, really there. But I, yeah, it I is like done, I should have done a deep dive into to know exactly yeah. where it's from because <laughs> it was distracting a few times. I was like, yeah, what the hell? Especially when it gets all covered in blood, it's right. like extra gross because mm-hmm. you're like, 
Dude, it looks like the predator like lashed him there, man. Right, Jesus, exactly. <laughs> he just zoned in on it. <laughs> and there was a there. Were, so, I was I was reading that you know Quentin Tarantino had a lot to say about this movie because he was going oh, to be involved, uh, but he wasn't involved um, because he just got off of Pulp Fiction when this when, when the production started with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, obviously Bruce Willis is in Pulp Fiction, I mean, and Samuel L. Jackson is in uh, Pulp Fiction as one of his greatest roles. It's I dead, love him baby, as Jules, Win- Jules, Jules Winfield is one of my favorite. It's like I, I, I watched. It's funny. I watched this movie two weeks ago, and I watched Pulp Fiction right really? after it. Yeah. You two know what I can't movies, stand man. about that movie? What's that? Is his girlfriend's like high pitched voice. <laughs> I like pancakes and blueberries. I want that pot. I want that pot. You want some pot? <laughs> yeah. I'd have been like, shut up. See, I thought it was super cute, dude. I guess you, oh, yeah. hate, I guess you hate Latinos. You know? Is that what it is? She's like French or something. Maybe she, well, she's European of some kind. Yeah, don't lay it down like that. I guess you hate French people. I guess I do. Les incompetents. Uh-huh. <laughs> This is not a Home Alone reference. Home Alone reference. <laughs> um, but yeah, his, yeah, good job, buddy. Good job. Uh, smoking cigarettes and uh, watching Captain Kangaroo. Did you notice that when he said I that? I did. That's hella old. <laughs> like, why would that be something he'd say? Uh, because he said it's the he same says thing in Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. <laughs> yes, he says the exact same thing. Just came he, to me. It's uh, uh, a song that he's singing along with by the Statler Brothers called Flowers on a Wall. Um, it says smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. Yeah. With Samuel L. Jackson. So there's a little bit of tie-in with Quentin Tarantino with that. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I also, it was funny, like, he's going through the subway, you know, looking for the bomb, and he's like, hey, ma'am, can I look? She freaks out. She's like, no! No! (laughs) It's like, good God, woman. (laughs) The older way. I did notice that. She completely wigs out. Yeah, and it's like I'm a cop. Right. He's <laughs> yeah. not a predator of some kind. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, so you know, I'm we're not. I, I've said this before, but I'm really mean it this time. We're not going to go scene by scene about this movie. No. Uh, I really like this movie. Um, so you know, kind of what happens is you know, Simon Gruber is the brother of Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Die Hard One, right? Yep. And I like when. The, the second they kind of tell him, he gets that flash of Hans. Oh, yeah, and you see him falling off the building. Off the That's Nakatomi a good shot. Plaza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like how Simon calls out the dude uh, chewing on his eyeglasses. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he knew exactly what he All was doing. All the FBI agents in uh-huh. there. Um, and also, you know, there's one part about that scene. So what happens is, um, you know, Simon sets a bomb that in the subway that and uh, he knew that they wouldn't catch in time. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the, the central part of the movie and make sure that bomb goes off that way the uh, subway is out of commission and they can get access but to yeah, the basement of the, the access, federal reserve yeah. you know that's kind of what sets off everything in motion oh simon's plans in motion mm-hmm. i didn't like how um once you know they're in the van they're talking to simon and you know they kind of just they find out what his plan is or what they think his plan is and they disperse. They send, you know, what Simon's plan is, he's, he's, he set a bomb. Oh, at the school? In the school. Yeah. In, a, in a school around New York yeah. City. And there's like, like 14,000. Right. There's yeah. yeah, 3,400 <laughs> schools in New York City. So oh, they yeah, got to go find this bomb. So they all disperse from Wall Street, leaving no cops behind. 
And Simon's watching from the rooftop with binoculars for yeah. some reason. We're watching And not on even TV. him, just him. The other people yeah. that they showed pictures of to them and, like, are aware are, like, you know, involved with him. Right. And they're um, just hanging out. Yeah. And then he has that <laughs> thing. Like, I was like, and then, you know, he sees them all dispersed. He's like, hook, line, and shake, and shake. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a lot of one-liners in this movie, yeah. you know, and he's wearing the the, the uh, sleeveless shirt, you know. It's like he's not particularly cut or anything. No. I was like, eh. There were some the shots, shirt? like you know, where he looked pretty good in his like suits and shit, and there were other ones where he looked like hella bad shape. Like, yeah, I'm not a fashion expert, but I would have told him to you know like, keep dude, the octagon maybe... lenses. You know, <laughs> I was like, mm. they didn't really matter. Yeah, those <laughs> stupid glasses. I mean. What was I, 13 and 95? But they did make him look extra German, though. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they really did. With, they kind of, you know, yeah. pushed that German angle to the edge, yeah. you know. Make yeah, sure like everyone the knows. Nazi outfit. Yeah. Your Fort Knox. And, and it, like, <laughs> act like they're completely oblivious to American culture and American language yeah. or English language and all that stuff. Uh, it was kind of annoying. Um, and was the guy... Okay, so, yeah. He's a, so everyone disperses from Wall Street so he can kind of break into the Federal Reserve, right? Mm-hmm. And then the the trucks show up, you know, like immediately. And the cop is there. He's got a little bit of questioning about why everything's happening so quickly. But the guy flashes a badge. Other, uh, but yeah. Simon flashes a badge to him. You know, he, yeah. Simon walks up. He's in a suit and all that. Oh, it's yeah, a, let me help you. I'm Bob Thompson. <laughs> you know, he's, he's Don's this super southern dude, like oh, in New yeah, York City. Yeah. His, you know? his, him trying to... You know, like hot like, dogs and uh, apple pie? and apple pie. <laughs> I'm an American. Was like, <laughs> that was so bad. It was yeah. really bad. I was like, if I was a cop in New York, yeah. uh, I think I'd... I'd been like, uh... <laughs> How long have you been at your precinct, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking the same thing, dude. It was a little bit too on the nose. And then the construction workers are, like, following them. And all of the – like, I worked construction for a long time. And construction is mostly schlubby dudes, you know, like, that never amounted to shit. And they're drunks. And These are all, like, cut soldiers. They're, they're fucking bodybuilders <laughs> walking bodybuilders. up behind him. Russian bodybuilders <laughs> walking up behind him. 6'3". Right. And they're ready to go to work. No plan. It was, like, 20 minutes after the explosion. Only half of them even speak English. Yeah, they're ready to pick up a shovel and go. That's not how a city engineer's office works. Hell no. no. You need a million and a half dollar contract they in order to even start talking shit. about that. <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. My big thing that, you know, was rough for me every time it happened was, you know, they ended up, you know, doing a riddle for yeah. every bomb. And everyone's like, seems a little harder. But the big thing that was hard for me, I know if I was in that place, hearing him talking, all this is German and right. he says it super like Simon. super fast. Yeah. And then just hangs up on him. Mm-hmm. And then they have to remember. Exactly I'd have been what's like, going on. Wait, wait, stop. What was that? Slow down. <laughs> Start over. Slow down. Go back to seven seconds ago. Yeah, exactly. He's like seven women and seven men and seven. Yeah. seven just when I was going to say that. Yeah. When I was going to say that. I didn't catch any of that. Yeah, it, it was rough. You know? And I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, man, everybody no... would have been dead. <laughs> yeah. There's a bomb. Bombs like, I'm running up. I'm running all. It's I'm running all. Yeah. But one thing I uh, I always had trouble with was the 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 water jug. 
Uh, yeah. Riddle, oh man, know? I've thought about that for decades. You decades. Know, like, how they all all automatically had two. You know, uh, 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 what was it? So they had a three-gallon jug and they had a five-gallon jug. Two gallons jug. already set in the three. That's how it started. No. Because then we put the two in. Yeah, because oh, after okay. they argue. All right. And they're like all set. There was, he goes, okay, so we have two gallons in here. It's like, how did they get the two gallons perfectly? I'm going to explain it to you. Explain it to me. Because okay. that's the part. Because that's what makes them re- do their whole thing and get it. Right, exactly. But how did they get two gallons okay, perfectly? So I, I have it brought up here. Is So you have a, a three-gallon jug and you have a five-gallon jug. And, and the goal is to get exactly four gallons into, yes. into the five-gallon jug, right? So you fill the five-gallon jug with water, okay? Then you empty... Three gallons in a three-gallon jug, right? Yes. The three-gallon jug is full of three gallons. Right? Oh, okay. And then they then empty have, the three-gallon jug and then put the two in Let there. me finish. Okay. There's two <laughs> gallons left in the five-gallon jug, right? Yeah. Empty the three gallons yeah. from the three-gallon jug. Okay. And then refill it. You can tell I'm just too stoned every time I The remaining two this. gallons from the five-gallon jug. So you take the two gallons and then put it in the three-gallon jug. Yeah. Does that make sense? Are yep. you following? Already did. I'm past you. All right, you you pass me. You Lightning. figure out how it goes. Yeah. But let me let me say it for the audience. So <laughs> you fill the five gallon jug with water. You empty the three gallons into the three gallon jug, leaving two gallons in the five gallon jug. Empty the three gallon jug completely, then refill it with the remaining two gallons from the five gallon jug. Fill the five gallon jug again, then empty one gallon from the five gallon jug into the three gallon jug, leaving four gallons in that five gallon jug. Mm-hmm. I thought about that a million times, and it took a Google yeah. search. We're like, "What? Why am I a dumbass?" Because <laughs> like, yeah. they they just took a, a scene, a shot from like them starting to figure it out, and then them arguing, and then him already having two gallons right. well, in the three gallon jug. So, my mind, I was always like, "Well, how did they get? You know what I mean? Right. How did they get to that point? Because mm-hmm. they never show that. Because there's two gallons in here. They yeah, don't yeah. show how they got the two gallons. Right. In so exactly. I, I was always just like, so yeah, they filled the three and emptied it and put the other. And it two has to be in. like perfect. Right. You know, not an ounce more, not an ounce, ounce less. Yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. I still would have fucked that. I'd have blown up, <laughs> killed fucking people all around us. Man. Kids murdered. I would have killed everybody. And Soviet then when they situation. leave, you know, <laughs> he's just gonna leave it there. Yeah. Like, that thing, hey, man, kid. Some kid could just come up and walk by. He's just like, yeah, and makes Samuel Jackson go get it. Right. It's like, you're the cop, dude. You get the bomb. Right. And, yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) You know, and there was, you know, as far as this movie, it's like now and and the zeitgeist, there's a lot of racial undertones with everything that you do online and all that. And this movie had a lot of racial undertones to it. You know, he was calling, you know. At the beginning of the movie, Samuel Jackson's talking to his two nephews. He's saying, yeah. who do we want <laughs> to help we, us? Who do we? White, white people. people. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and good on them. They don't want no help. They can, they can do it themselves. That's fine, you know. Um, yeah, very true. And, you know, it, it speaks to things that, were, that are going on in the zeitgeist today. Um, but I think I'm a little bit more sympathetic to what they were talking about. And, you know, who, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? Who don't we want help from? I was like, yeah, good on you. I wouldn't want help from white people either. I just, you don't expect it, you know, any different from his character. I mean, he just does it so good. Right. 
and I, I was reading that like uh, um, Samuel L. Jackson was talk was asked, you know, what you know, he's played a thousand characters, you know, Mace Window, Joel's Winfield, mm. uh, that guy from Hateful Eight, you know. Uh, he's like, which one of your characters kind of closely relates to you? And he says he was Carver from yeah. Die Hard. Oh, Little that's Legends. great. Yeah, and it's more you know more like him. So don't go have a beer with Samuel Jackson unless you want to <laughs> a lecture about black white relations. <laughs> so I'll say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so Shit. you know, you know, they go through these riddles, and then there was the yeah, what is half a forty tool? And, <laughs> It turns out to be, you know, so he gives them a riddle of, you know, what's half of 42, and they're trying to figure out, you know. Uh, is it that, or is it? It was president. 20, what is 21 of 42? Yeah, something like that. that. I, I yeah. forget exactly what it was. I watched it two weeks ago, and only got through it halfway today. Um, but what does 21 of 42? What does 21 of 42? <laughs> Don't they say Hillary Clinton or something? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that only when he meets uh, the driver, the super smart driver. Yeah, the smart ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, Given like, the history lesson, like, that they yeah, go he like the knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of good action in this movie too. You know, like th- you know, through the the driving through Central Park, I thought that was funny. You know, everyone's getting pissed off at yeah. Bruce Willis. He's like, yeah. out of the wood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's screaming. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A little, you know. Again, we knit, we uh, pick nits here at uh, certain things. How how come there's a ramp at the end when he's trying to get out of Central Park? There's a ramp over a brick wall. You know. It's a little too Grand Theft Auto for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. That's that. And uh, uh, they released the water in the, in, in the yeah. reservoir, you know. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And speaking of cars, if you notice, like, they have the shittiest cars. Every option that but you know they why grab. That you know why that <laughs> I mean, is, right? One was like a Yugo or something. Right. And he forgets the gold bar in there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the uh-huh. shittiest cars, dude. Yeah, he's going to have a taxi cab. He's going to... Well, you know why that is. It's the magic of movie making. They got to yeah. get old cars to be able to, you know, destroy. <laughs> They're not going to grab a new fucking 1995 Corolla and yeah. bust it out. They're going to grab an 88 old police car. You know, especially in this kind of movie. Yeah, I, I did. I did think it was. Yeah, there was a lot of crappy old cars in this movie. Uh, it's that built they just for got economy, not speed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. You know, then like let's talk about a little bit about the end of the movie. I didn't like the wire act that they got under the boat with, you know. Except for when it slices that dude in half. Yeah, it, they sliced him in half, but Bruce Willis was just fine grabbing onto it, you know. Yeah. I, was, I was like, all right. Oh, and dude, when they go down on that crane, like that wire is definitely messing. It's them cutting up. them up. You oh know? yeah, they're getting steel splinters. Somehow they had leather yeah. gloves. I don't know if you yeah, noticed that. I did notice. That. <laughs> They must have been in the Yugo. Or no, they had, they had a truck at that time, a Dodge Ram, I think. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, let's go back to, like, there's a scene when uh, they're bre- first breaking into the Federal Reserve, you know? Yeah. And the chick has this orgasmic killing spree with the two, with the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the, the knife. He has a stopper. She, she, she has, like, a sickle, like a wheat separating the wheat from the chaff sickle, like she's on the farm or something. Yeah, that, that knife. That, that, that's... That's what you're bringing to kill somebody? It's like, come on, we got I got a thug's knife right on me right now. <laughs> or a gun or something. But I don't know. A sickle? It looked cool. She's crazy. A so sickle? Really? Why would she have something normal? I don't know. I don't know. It was just weird. I, I, I guess maybe it's part of her character to have the, the stupid weapon or the uh, unique weapon. She's like an anti-character. I mean. I read that after this, she uh, went on to compose the theme for the Gilmore Girls. 
A little fun fact. Oh, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Look at that. <laughs> and this is one of the only movies she ever did. I I can understand. You believe? Well, I don't think she had a line in the whole thing. Yeah, she... Mm, that's true. I mean, just a I lot of staring. anything she said. She shot yeah. the dude. She sliced the Sliced the up. dude. Had, almost had sex. And then just at started the end, shooting yeah. at the helicopter. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. I don't, I don't remember, really yeah. She didn't have a voice, yeah. I know she had like a big scar in her throat, almost like a bullet or a slice. Maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe it was a polio shot from back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what they used to do? Shot in the neck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, she was, she was I okay. Digress. I digress. <laughs> Uh, she was okay. Um, you know, the rest of the story goes is, you know, they, they steal all the gold from the Federal Reserve. They take it to a tanker, and they uh, uh, Simon Gruber pretends to sink it to the bottom of the ocean, but he really is going to steal it. Yeah. Uh, McLean catches wind of this because he aboards the tanker um, and gets a bottle of aspirin from uh, Simon because he's had a hangover the entire day. Sees the Nord the bottle McLean. The Lord <laughs> keeps the bottle. Keeps the bottle McLean. Yeah. I, I I like a British guy doing a German accent. It's, <laughs> it's really weird. Um uh, but has the Nord Ligne. Ligne yeah, that I mean when you first see it, you're like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Right. But then they show the sign of right. like the And how does McLean right knows to... what he's looking at? He's been in that exact same hotel. I guess so. Mm-hmm. I guess so, too. Yeah, because um, another... it made no sense at first, but yeah. But there's an all, another callback. So, they, you know, at the at the end, uh, McLean finds out exactly what he's doing, uh, what, what uh, um, Gruber is doing, and he's in that helicopter for some reason uh, trying to escape with all the uh, gold, and wouldn't you know it, just like Die Hard, he's got two bullets left. <laughs> wouldn't you know it. And what does he do? He doesn't go for the kill shot. <laughs> he goes for the wires. <laughs> That's how he's going to take down the helicopter with two bullets. I had to like briefly explain like Die Hard in a hole to my stepdaughter. <laughs> Within like, you know, 15 seconds, I could see her going, uh-huh. like just losing interest as I'm talking. I'm like, yeah, it's just like, you know. A cop finds way of getting in trouble and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know. Hijinks and suits. Hijinks and suits. I don't know. Yeah. But it's fucking fun regardless. I love this movie. I don't care how ridiculous it is. You're going to suspend disbelief for a lot of action movies. No Much shit. like Lethal Weapon, Under Siege, and yeah. the rest in the 90s action movies. you got to suspend disbelief in order to have fun. And I had fun with this movie. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh... After seeing it and just remembering it, I think it is like one of my favorite ones out of the whole. In the Die Hard canon, what would you put this at? Would you put it at number two or number three? Uh, probably number two. I, I definitely would. Yeah. I, the only thing I remember about Die, Die Hard 2 is uh, William Sadler is the villain. You know who William Sadler is? He played the Grim Reaper in the Bill and Ted uh, movies. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, I'm sorry, not the Bill and Ted movies. Well, maybe he was in the third. I didn't see that last one that they did. Uh, but he was, the, he was the Grim Reaper in Bogus Journey. And yeah. uh, he was naked doing Kung Fu in, uh, yeah. in, in Die Hard well, 2. Hello. 
And I remember the yeah, ridiculous that one was fuel like the trail. Airport one, yeah, and it was the ridiculous the fuel trail thing at the end. Yeah, the fuel trail and goes up the into the air. Right, <laughs> that would never <Yeah>. ever happen, <laughs> uh, and we'll never do a, 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 a yeah an that one. That. Uh, yeah, one was uh, all right. It was all right. Yeah, exactly. But like, I put Die Hard one at number one. I would almost put this one at number one. I I, I feel for me, I'm tied. They're tied. They're both really enjoyable. I think they're tied. I think they're tied. Like I'll watch. I watch Die Hard every Christmas just because. Yeah. It shuts stupid people up, and, and it's just a. It became a tradition like five or six years ago. And what was uh? What was his wife's name again? Uh, Holly. I like how the boss keeps like telling him what a piece of shit he was, and like can't even. Can't, so bring up my fucking wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not even worth Holly. Yeah, like, you shut know. up. <laughs> You're my boss, not my therapist. And then, yeah, he's always telling, like, the Indian guy, because he's always cracking jokes, and he's like, shut up, John, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody just dogs on him. Yeah, um, I would, you know, as far as... hanging uh, on the payphone a couple times. Yeah, I liked the, uh, yeah, the simple, yeah, yeah, I met a man who went to same eyes. That was a good little riddle, uh... Uh, the water jug riddle was good. Uh, I liked uh, the twenty one. Yeah, good riddles. R- the Riddler. It was the Riddler it's a good diehard. Riddler. You know. Yep. Uh, it's a good thing we're we're, we're tying in our uh, Batman review. Yeah. With, no uh, shit. With uh, Sim- Simon Who'd says. Who thought that happened? Um, overall, I give this movie a A. An A A. Yeah. How about you? Uh. Yeah, I would say. Uh, it's uh, you know B plus B plus okay I get it or I would say eight out of ten. <laughs> I'm just giving it an A. How come you're going numbers and I I'm doing like letters? I like numbers better. You like numbers? You're a numbers guy. Well, it That's is the, the universal language. <laughs> I give it okay. If we're gonna go numbers, then I guess I give this. Yeah, I give it a nine. I really like this movie. Nine, yeah. I like this movie a lot. It's, a, it's tied with the original Die Hard. Everyone Goes See It, directed by John McTiernan. It came out in 1995. Highest grossing movie in 1995. Anything else you got to say about this movie, Tony? No, man. Check it out. Right it's on. good times. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It really helps the show, and we really appreciate it. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and also the Anchor app. Thanks again for listening, and share the show with a friend. Please, share it with everyone you know. It really yep. help us out. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Excellent. Thank, Thank you guys you. for listening, and we'll see you next time.